Hello and welcome back to Thought Architecture. If, uh, if you didn't know that this is where you were, then may I suggest you take a look around and maybe increase your meds? <laughs> uh, just like JD and Scrubs laughing at his own jokes. Anyway, um, this one's been on my mind for a while. Uh, I found an article and this article basically it gave some incredible insights into a few things and i think um just to reaffirm the the brand values around thought architecture around what i do is really connected with this whole idea of like skills training you know yeah you could have a particular perception or natural talent to certain things but there are universal human needs human principles human uh ways of doing things human operating um mm, protocols and the entire point is that even if you don't have something, it's just a simple matter of learning the skills, which is taking a particular piece of it, practicing it until you are much more comfortable with it, and then going from there, you know, stepping it up, adding it to other skills, integrating it, and eventually it becoming a little bit more automatic and part of who you are. So this article was entitled How to Make Friends as an Adult. It was by Emma Warnock Parks. And it was published on psych.co. So I'm going to share the original with you. Um, and the, the very simple point of this entire thing was the idea that as teenagers, we obviously, you know, are entered into schools and, you know, we, we create a lot of friendship groups and, you know, we establish a lot of our social identity in schools, which is great. However, as we get older, we start, and it depends on the population as well, we start to separate out where um, we get our friends from. And so as we get older, the entire point was that um, it, it becomes to be a bit of a, a process to cultivate friendships. And as you get older, you become less and less skilled at being able to uh, connect with people that you don't know. And therefore, make friends okay and she gives some 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 ideas on how to be able to uh, initiate and to do things she gives a couple of insights but none was more interesting for me than this very simple issue of trust and so if you think about it if you're in a coffee shop and someone approaches you in a coffee shop and starts trying to talk to you um, you know what kind of resistance comes up for you what kind of things do you find like uh, coming to the surface from the back of your mind where you're like I don't want to talk to this person. Why not? Well, number one is I'm, a, I'm in my own space. Number two is, um, you know, like, obviously, I don't know this person. There's a lot about this person that is unknown. And literally, um, her idea of trust, what she was suggesting as well, is this, uh, is this concept. Uh, I don't know if she got it, if she came up with it or she got it from somewhere else. But the concept was very simple, is that trust is tied with expectation and integrity and and that's something that like you might already have connected uh, if not you know think about this connection the very simple point is that if i go to a coffee shop you know every single morning at the same time and i sit in the same place at the same time or as near as possible as i can the people who repeatedly go to that same place at the same time as well will still will start to recognize me as part of that time and place and therefore even though they don't know me they'll come to recognize me more you know a little bit of that resistance is melted away just from establishing a little bit of regularity okay 
So think about it when you join a gym, you know, in times before 2020 when there were gyms. Uh, think about, um, and definitely this was my experience as well, but think about it when you go to a gym regularly and you see the same people at the same times uh, doing similar exercises, you know, you might have to force initiation saying something like, oh, can I work, can I work through? How many more sets do you have left? Uh, you know, oh, can you spot me? That type of thing. There is always like some sort of forced initiation. So you can have the same thing in coffee shops. Excuse me, what's the time? Uh, is this the line? That kind of thing. Um, you know, is the seat taken? All of that kind of stuff. Um, forced, initia uh, forced initiation. But then the regularity opens it up for more conversations. So from just talking to people in a gym, I met probably uh, at least five or six people that I went out with that I would say one of these people is now a friend of mine, a lifelong friend, where um, I met this guy in the gym, Thibaut, you know, it's you, brother. Um, you know, I was doing handstand work and this personal trainer comes over to me and is like, no way, you're doing handstands, that's so cool. We exchanged numbers, we started exchanging, you know, like uh, different source material, like I had a whole lot of stuff on gymnastics, he had some other stuff and we started exchanging, meeting up for coffees to talk about it. And a lot of that was just born out of the regularity and the trust that comes with gyms. Look, Thibaut is also the type to initiate and talk to people and take, um, take risks, give them the benefit of the doubt, which is something that's great, uh, but not everyone's wired like that. And so just to the point that I've actually still uh, replicated that entire process over a little bit more time of getting to know people, but still getting to know people where I'm in contact with them and I'm not even in the same country anymore. You know, um, we shared dinners together and went out to bars together. And even though I don't drink, it's just nice views of London. But the point, <laughs> the point is, is that it's all about connections, the regularity breeds a sort of trust that allows people to kind of let down their resistance to that. And if you want to apply this to communities, to networking, to sales, to business, you can. And it's just the idea of showing up regularly. So if you come out of the dark and you try and sell someone one time on one thing, you know, already the resistance is up. And just by you being regular, you're going to be able to kind of reduce that resistance and increase trust. Now, this is one of those things of like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Just because you know this, it doesn't mean you should use it if your entire point is to go ahead and, and sell someone. It's more this, this, this question of how do you create a connection? And so like I would say all of my clients, maybe one or two exceptions, but a vast majority of my clients I have a very personal connection with, as in I'll send them Christmas pictures of what I cooked on the day and send them messages asking them how their family is and and things like this and likewise they do the same with me you know we've got that reciprocity trust relationship it's not just a business relationship and that's that's on uh, myriad levels within uh, I work within businesses I work you know private one-to-one -one with groups and it's something that comes up again and again is this very simple idea that okay cool if making connections is just a simple amount of practice in the right way, as in if I have the correct frame, if I understand how it functions correctly. So we're going back to this context is king part of the, the human OS. If you want to listen to that episode, it's part four of the human OS series that I did. Take a look at the, the episode uh, library. 
um, where it's basically, okay, understand what is the context that you're in. And to understand the context that you're in, you need to know what, what are the mechanics of, of how things work. What are the mechanics of the environment around you? Once you understand the mechanics, you just need to increase your skill level by practicing a certain stimulus response relationship with your environment and you will get certain results out and a little bit of exploration and experience will give you the skills that you need to be able to get the results for example if you're looking to make friends practicing these things like initiating being regular in a particular place establishing trust like that that's part one without a doubt then after that you can go into spending time together playing exploring savoring um, sharing together you know and definitely a deeper part of that friendship thing has to be about sharing vulnerabilities as well you know the the research shows that you want the strongest connection possible with someone you have to be willing to share your deep dark secrets the things that you're ashamed of now i wouldn't dump this all on somebody in the first you know setting or even the first little bit of being together or you know having a friendship have a client relationship or anything like that but sharing things that you struggle with doesn't always have to be, you know, opening out your heart and bleeding all over their shoes. It could be a simple matter of, you know, just telling them what you're struggling with on that day. What are you struggling with today? You know, because today is fleeting and it doesn't mean it's a deep rooted issue or anything like that. But sharing struggles is a sign of I'm open to being vulnerable with you and seeing the reciprocity there as well can help you establish how far that person wants to take that type of friendship, client, relationship, whatever it is. So definitely, um, again, with a lot of skill development, we're working on this very simple idea of progressive overload. Just add one plus one. That's it. Nothing more. So the model of making friends, establishing trust first by being regular in a particular place, that is super important. Now let's take it on to the second part of the conversation. Total quality management is literally a, uh, let me read what it says quickly. Total quality management <clears throat> is a, uh, here we go, consists of organization-wide efforts to install and make permanent climate, uh, make permanent climate where employees continuously improve their ability to provide on-demand products and services. So it's basically, it's a corporate management structure and as soon as I heard it, I loved it. We're basically, we're talking about changing, um, you know, the, the corporate culture. So what I took from this and how I arranged it, let's use the metaphor of a house. If you want to build the foundations of a house, okay? Um, and th by the way, this isn't necessarily my metaphor. I think I extended the metaphor, but this was the metaphor that was explained to me. Uh, total quality management principles are built on a foundations of uh, of ethics, trust, and integrity. Okay, and so this is why I'm mentioning it because of the word trust here and how we can extrapolate that into our lives. Okay, ethics first. Very simple. If you've got uh, a code uh, of honor, that's ethics. Ethics is anything where, from your perspective, you are behaving in a way that's uh, that's accurate to your beliefs. Okay, so your morals. Um, so just to say that like, oh, okay, well, if you're a, a cocaine drug lord or something like that, you're not ethical. Well, the way that you behave in the group can be ethical if you believe in this like brothers until we die type of mantra. 
in which case the way that you behave towards your group is ethical technically because you are in alignment with your belief structure of honors and brotherhood and all that kind of crap. Um, so ethics, I think, is just this idea of like tapping into what people consider to be good and valuable for society, for community. Okay, so that's ethics. That's the first one. Then the other two, which are part of the foundational base of the house, are integrity and trust. Now, the way that I understand integrity, and please feel free to comment or message on, you know, like how you understand integrity. But the way I understand integrity is very simple, is whatever you speak about, you also take action on. So if you say that, oh, you do 10 pull-ups, well, do you actually do 10 pull-ups? Can you do 10 pull-ups? And do you regularly do 10 pull-ups? If you're going to give me advice on diets, but you're overweight, um, you know, I would look into the context there and say, well, how much weight have you lost on this diet? Sure. There we go. That could, you know, how much has this diet helped you? Okay, you've walked the walk and you've talked the talk. That's fine. So don't make any snap judgments about these things, but really, really rather contextualize them. But when a person's giving me dietary advice because they've read a book or watched a YouTube video, and they're not passing it off as, well, this YouTube video said, or this book said, like I have a slight problem with that, and maybe we can negotiate that. But definitely, when a person is selling themselves as a business consultant, and they have absolutely no experience as a consultant, or in business, that's when I've got a major problem. And there's a major break of integrity, which basically means trust is broken. And it's much more difficult to repair broken trust than to establish new trust. So the idea of integrity, it's actually helping to establish trust. Integrity is also the idea that um, there is an alignment in who you are. What you say is what you do. Okay. And even if you speak about it, it's some sort of like reference to something else, or you're trying to add value by leading people to things that could be good. Now, the other way around this is to say that uh, a person could be taking actions and then denying them as well, i.e., um, stealing and and then saying I'm an honest person I'm an honest person now a lot of this is perspective based because most people live in the gray areas you know between things not necessarily as in like the black and white extreme cases extreme sides of any one particular scenario so that's fine so that's integrity and what does integrity mean to you and finding people who have similar values of integrity similar ethics as well great Fantastic. Now, trust is established uh, as a kind of like an overlapping area of that Venn diagram of integrity. You know, like we said, trust is regularly showing up, regularly producing certain results as well. So I would say that trust is the same as intensity, uh, integrity, except for trust is what is established by being um, in integrity over a period of time. I think that's the best way to say it, perhaps. Um, so if I talk the talk and I say, I can do 10 pull-ups and then I, I can do 10 pull-ups and I walk the walk. Great. And then trust is established by me regularly doing pull-ups. Like I, I do my pull-up workout once a week. Great. Then there's trust established there. And that is the foundation of, are you a person who is just going to show up and regularly be there? And so a lot of the times when we talk about communities, we talk about leaders, it's not necessarily just about intelligence because humans aren't orientated around just praising intellects all the time. It's got to do with, as well, 
the idea of integrity, are they who they say they are, trust as well, like are they showing up in a way um, that we can basically predict? Are they regular with this type of thing? Uh, can they produce these results regularly? You know, so we can absolutely do this type of thing. So those are the first three on the foundational levels. You know, if we're talking about the metaphor of the house again for total quality management, just those three, automatically we can extrapolate them into any type of relationship and see that, oh, if I show up for someone regularly and I do what I say I'm going to do, then they can start to trust me. The resistance lowers. I'm a person living in integrity as well. And then ethically, it's very easy to, to be in alignment with ethics of today because it's just this idea of, well, don't be a dick. <laughs> don't hurt people. Don't source things from the cheapest parts possible. Like, you know, don't try and don't try and like, you know, steal money out of people's wallets. Great. Cool. Don't try and take advantage. You're good. OK, you don't need a particular strong code of ethical conduct or something like that, but it still exists. You know, there are ethics out there if you want to look it up. Very interesting stuff. So just for the sake of finishing this metaphor, let's go through it. So the bricks of the house are considered to be training, teamwork, and leadership. And I find that interesting as well. Now, perhaps in a friendship group, you don't need leadership. But in a friendship group, it definitely will benefit you to have some, some sort of like teamwork idea, leadership idea. Um, but training, you're like, well, why do I need training to be in you know, a friendship group? Well, just a simple matter of raising your social skills is what I would call training. So if you're doing like self-improvement and they teach you how to connect with people more, how to become a better listener, that in and of itself is the training that you need to add value to a friend group, to be the bricks in the wall. Okay, what kind of ties it all together, the mortar, if you will, the concrete, is going to be open, honest and concise communication. There is nothing worse than someone who drones on for hours without coming to a point. Okay, concise communication, that's clear communication, if you want to use another word, honest communication and open communication. That's difficult to be honest and open about that honesty. So, for example, if you have a problem with something, be honest about it and be open about it. Don't just say, I've got a problem, fix it. It's more like, I've got a problem uh, with this. I want you to be aware that I've got a problem with this. But here are a few ways that we can go to get around it as well. Here are a few suggestions on how we can work through this together. Um, how do you feel about it? You know, so it's open from both sides as well. And there's a lot more that we can get into with communication, of course, because communication comes up in um, not just raising problems, but also, and this is now the next point, which is putting the roof on top of this entire thing is recognition. And recognition is talking about the good points as well and open honest concise communication about good points as well you know so not just saying good points for the need to fill space oh let's talk about good points now okay well this is your good point it's like hey you know what i saw you doing this thing and i really appreciated that i thought that that was so cool so it's not just keeping inside what you think is awesome but letting it come out and recognizing people for their their um, contributions, especially to the group as it relates to the group, but it could be just in general. And so for this, people that gain this kind of, uh, if you want to call it like a, an ego stroke, okay, 
they have a reason to seek quality, to maintain quality, because it, they, they understand that it's being noticed within the group. They're like, ha, huh, my integrity and in me showing up has been recognized in the group. Well, I like that. Let me continue to do this. Oh, my honest communication on a problem that I had was recognized as a positive. Well, let me, let me have a reason to seek and maintain this quality now in this recognition. So the total quality management principles tie in quite nicely with this. So no matter what you want to do with this, if you want to build up a better base of friends, if you want to, uh, you know, build relationships uh, that are already existing relationships, you know, using these types of principles is a fantastic tool. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's loads of tools that are already out there, loads of communities that are already out there. And this is a good way to elevate these communities by talking to the moderators of the community, the leaders, the administrators of the community and seeing how they feel. What do they connect with? Usually this could be done with just a few people, a handful of people, and you are already at the point where you are creating a meaningful group community connection. So uh, once again, it's all about skills and exercising these skills. So why don't you try some of this stuff out? You know, let me know how it goes. Um, so once again, uh, I'm not going to ask for a review or anything like that. Five stars, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Honestly, uh, the algorithm cares and the algorithm is going to try and share it and make it popular with other people. I would rather that one or two people who really enjoy this share it with people that they care about and that way you guys can have a great you know conversation and just you connect with someone this is my only ask if you enjoy this connect with someone over this that's it okay so send it to someone you might find it interesting send it to someone who might need to hear this kind of stuff or just send it to someone who has a completely opposing point of view because i would love to hear it Part of my thought architecture is about accepting people with opposing perspectives and seeing what's their context, where do they come from, is there a framework to their thinking, or is there just opposition based on an emotional response? Okay, and then integrating or seeing where their th thought architecture breaks down. So I love this kind of stuff. So please share it with people that you think would absolutely hate it as well. That would be amazing. Um, I'm open to that kind of conversation and debate. Cool. Well, at that, I will leave it there. My name is Justin. This has been Thought Architecture. I love you all. I hope you have a wonderful time and see you later.